question uh in episode 13 Faye dyes her hair blue has Faye ever done extreme things to her appearance such as a change of hairstyle new piercings or tattoos to cope with things before this and if so what so I am open to being disagreed with but I think no I think this was very much like a I am away from my home planet and my partner's just broken up with me and I feel shite and I just I'm gonna do something I've done something so crazy that I've never done before and that is badly badly dye my hair really badly yeah yeah I agree I think if I I think if it was if it was something normal for the character to do that Mm. it would have been done or not Mm -hmm. something like that but I mean like there would have been some sort of behavior like that exhibited yeah prior to that and if it was made a point of Mm -hmm. it's like no this is a big deal yeah yeah and I think like the most stressful thing that had happened that we know about before then was the the star whale um Mm. like just the thought of actually being in that situation makes me feel sick um (laughs) but like yeah what happened after that was she got a new house plant and she was very happy with it (laughs) Um, but yeah no this it was meant to sort of symbolize that she's a new woman um Mm. but she still needs some support in there (laughs) <laughs> you know making <laughs> making those decisions a bit better yeah yeah i love the idea of Faye getting a tattoo out of stress <laughs> like what tattoo would that be also like they're on a, a satellite clinic um <laughs> so they'd have to bring a tattoo artist in um i feel like ryu would do it oh yeah oh, gotcha. a diy stick and poke yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like don't worry don't worry i can just put ink in this machine in the lab and it does <laughs> tattoos <laughs> Yeah. Well, what would what would she get? What would everyone get? Oh, for a stress tattoo. Like, our character would get? Yeah, or, our character would get. Or... Unless you want to share. You think you might get inked? One day. I don't know what yet. Okay. I don't know what. What would Ryu get? I think Ryu would have good tattoos only. Mm. I think they'd be really nice. Yeah. And they'd suit him very well. Something super classy. Mm. Like something like I don't know, like a waveform or something. Oh wow! Um, or like the sound, like yeah, like the waveform of like. Listeners, Cayman's face is lit up. <laughs> like... <laughs> is this the tattoo you want to get? I mean, like if we're if we're like spit workshopping ideas right now, like, I'm, I'm suggestion. <laughs> Go on, a waveform of like um, something really Martian, like either like. Mm. His favourite native Martian species, or maybe like no, it would be like the sound of like the planet itself, like oh, or like the sound of the atmosphere, something like that. Wow, does Mars Mars has a bit of atmosphere? A little, yeah, a little. Okay. And if it's been if people if people were living there, it's been terraformed, so it would have had one. True, true, true. I can imagine because um, the troglodyte from Mars and mm. they sing. Mm. 
So maybe he's got some trouble down vocal extracts. I feel like I can see Zaylest having got a tattoo like when she was in med school, (laughs) bit drunk, was feeling zany. I feel like she got something that she regrets now and we Mm. never get to see it. Mm. So I don't know. What do you think she would have got? I can imagine Zaylest having writing. I was like like a cringy quote. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Something like, like, if not now, when? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something about, like, resilience. Yeah, 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 for sure. She saw it on Pinterest and she was like, I'm having that. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. Like, I forgot to. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing zanier than that. <laughs> yeah, I think Faye would be like, I'm an earthling. I'm having plants on my body. Um, <laughs> I think that's that's what she'd go for. That's mm. nice. Yeah. I just don't think Prof would have one. I know that's such a boring answer, but I think he views his physical form as finite. Like I just don't think he would see the need to decorate it mm-hmm. at all. Either that or a lower back tattoo. Like something like actually so shocking, (laughs) but no one would ever know. Oh my god, those tattoos that are like insert here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like sick. Oh, I love that. I'm just like back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. There's a question. Uh, do you plan on adding more regular characters to the cast that work in the clinic slash elsewhere? So the answer to this provisionally is yes. We're expecting to hear a bit more from Calixi in season two. And um, there is a plan to have someone else um, that we need. <laughs> we need <laughs> to, to come in from, from elsewhere. Um, I don't want to give away too many spoilers. But yes, in order to pull off some of the things that they're already planning for Nosley and other things, um, you need more staff. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna get some some more staff. Um, but yeah, that's TBC. Exciting. Yeah. Yes. Will Dr. Underwood continue in her passive aggressive battles against Dr. Adra and her policy on scans? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so too. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I don't know what to say on that really. I feel like Celeste is very passionate about not scanning people. Yeah. Yeah. But she's, I can understand it, you know. She doesn't want to waste resources. Exactly. Money doesn't go on trees. There she are knows no that trees. very well. There yeah. are no trees. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love like the passive aggressive stickers. I feel like. I'd love that to make a comeback. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For we sure. should have done this before you've written. That's so true. I mean, <laughs> I guess it can rework. It can rework. Um, <laughs> people are going to listen to season two and be like, oh, yeah, that's only there because Ruby wanted it. But no. no. <laughs> I do think that is such a Zayla scene. Like, no way would she go in and be like, listen, guys, I think we really need to make an effort. It would literally just be like, one day it would be like, oh, right. There's this sticker that's appeared that's like, <laughs> Don't do this. Or like, yeah. don't do- one day sex's gonna get one. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. I don't know. I don't 
would, I think sex is going to take kindly to that. So, do you know there's a sticker on you? And he'd be like, beep explosion. Another thing I think as well is, in my head, Zayleste had past tense like a label maker <laughs> and she, she would like label her lunches because i feel like ryu used to steal them <laughs> so she was always that. like say less lunch do not touch and then i feel like ryu got rid of the label Did maker it, it, it mysteriously <laughs> mysteriously went missing yeah. <laughs> i love that <laughs> that's very funny i can even imagine the prof being like this is causing an unnecessary amount of issues in my clinic. <laughs> I'm just going to take it away. Um, I think that's so yeah. true. But Zaylis had never suspected the professor, so it works quite well. Mm. Um, and then, will we learn more about Dr. Adra and Dr. Solari in the next season two? Um, that's two as in also, not two as in season two. Um, <laughs> We have started to understand their personalities over the course of the season, but don't know a great deal about their background and their story yet. Eyes emoji. Go on. Can we? <laughs> Toe the line. Toe the line. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. You'll just have to um, tune in and find out for yourself. I think... Something that's already been said is that next season we're going to have episodes where it's not just Faye reading mm-hmm. doctor's notes. So I think in those episodes, you'll really get a kind of sense, I don't know, a deeper sense of what each character is like. Because at the moment, you only ever hear them in response to Faye because mm-hmm. you see everything through, through Faye's eyes, I guess. Um, <laughs> so that will be, I think, a really interesting dynamic to explore. Mm-hmm. I think um, this is going to sound like a total plug and it's it's not, but it kind of is. Um, <laughs> the, um, some of the bonus stories that we've been putting out on our Patreon have had like little tiny like clues as to a bit more about how Dakarai and Zaylist interact with each other um, mm. and also about their opinion about certain. So there's one for episode nine. Um, <clears throat> gosh, my, my voice. Um, where uh, Zaylest is post-exam um, and we get a little glimpse inside her head. It's very busy, busy in there. <laughs> and um, <laughs> there's one uh, after episode, I think, 11, where it's sort of focused on Dakarai and, and how they're coping, just like working in a lab without their mentor anymore. Um, uh, yeah, but they're, they're a lot of fun. They're not all most of them are focused on like the patients and after they've left the clinic and what happens but some some of my favorite ones are the ones that look at the other characters at the clinic yeah um so yeah if you want to if you want to know more you can also pay us <laughs> <laughs> either be patient or pay and i can say that because um, <laughs> this question was from our close friend i oh. it's, uh, only intended uh for him no no pressure at all <laughs> <laughs> no pressure at all <laughs> um, um, I'll just let like, him and have a drink I'm so sorry come on I'm not sure if we've already answered this question um, but it's will we continue to update about Nosey's pregnancy in the next season will any of the patients make a reappearance so I, I feel like it's safe to confirm that that Nosey will be coming back um, imagine if we just never address Nosey <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was sort of hinting at before when I was saying like what can you say about it but now there's a question on it so yeah sorry cats out the bag cats out the cats, cats out the bag <laughs> <laughs> yeah I um 
in terms of other patients who are making a reappearance, there is um, a few people who are coming who aren't previous patients, but they are connected to a previous patient. Mm. I don't know if that's just like unexcitingly cryptic. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) again, so people who've read the bonus stories, pay attention because... I got very, essentially, I got very, very excited. I've planned like half a novel in my head about some other, some other people who are adjacent to, I don't want to say who, but one of the early characters uh, who came to the clinic. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else apart from Noisley. Am I right in thinking, and you can fully edit this out if it's a spoiler, that there's not a patient that's recurring, but like a species? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there fully is. Yeah. Um, I mean, humans are obviously coming back because uh, yeah, imagine if that's what I was They will be returning. <laughs> <laughs> They're bloody everywhere. No, there's actually two, um, at least that I can remember, and that's quite exciting because we've already had the kind of exposition about mm. the species, mm-hmm. so it gives you a bit more space to kind of work with the story. Yes, yeah. So there's a few new species that are coming that I'm quite excited about, um, including the cutie that we mentioned earlier. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, there are some some that are returning. Should I say? Should I, should Go I say? for it. So the are coming back. <gasps> and Adrelaine are coming back. And Duthgrins. I'm still not sure in my head of the plural of that, but... <laughs> <laughs> at least when Duthgrunt is coming back yeah exciting um, yeah oh I love this question um, it's how did Flea do on the sets did he end up with the human classmate he had a crush on <laughs> Flea did die. fine <laughs> Flea did absolutely so well on his set his teacher was so impressed I think <laughs> it definitely was like a situation where it was going to be like mm, not sure he's going to pass and then he did really Aww. solidly above average. You know average. when you feel like joy at the bottom of your throat? It's <laughs> <laughs> just like your heart's so high up. Yeah. You're just like, whoa. You just want to make noises like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, in terms of like, did he end up with the human classmate he had a crush on? There is a bonus story about that. But <gasps> I think, you know, it was always going to be like, you know, he was going to join the hive mind and, you know, go and start working. But I like to think they had a, like a little summer flame, like a cute That's little cute. like first kind of grace moment. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not he's, as like he's meant to be like fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> Are they not meant to be like fourteen in Greece? But they're just played by like fourteen of us. What do you mean? No, they're Are they not. They're like eighteen, seventeen, eighteen, aren't they? I think I've missed the pop culture reference here. Greece, I, Greece, Greece. What did you think of the country, Greece? <laughs> <laughs> and they had a summer thing in like Greece. Exactly, or something. That's so funny. Have I missed the yeah. pop culture reference? <laughs> no, <laughs> please have a Mykonos reference. Yeah. <laughs> No, I meant like summer nights. Well, maybe not the nights. Gotcha. Maybe just the days. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but they do end up together, right? Yeah. Oh, but you mean at the start? Yeah, when it's like they're on the beach. Yeah. I'm going to stop embarrassing myself now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay. And there's a choir of amphiphaloids saying like... <gasps> you said it right. Yes. <laughs> um, tell me more. Like, doing Cute. the whole song. Yeah. That's how that happened. 
Um, <laughs> can you give us a brief overview slash history of the Vesta Clinic and how it operates? I'm going to pass that over to you. <laughs> um, so this will be explored a bit more in season two, but essentially it was it was set up by the professor, so it didn't exist before. Patients come in. It's essentially like a space GP or like family doctor. Is that the equivalent in America? Are they yeah. not called GPs? I don't know. Oh, GP. No, that's not, that doesn't sound. Like you should just try it in America. <laughs> it doesn't work. Like, oh, I I gotta go see my GP. No. 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 Okay. Um. Yeah. So essentially, it's a space GP, and um, patients will come in. If there's a few of them, then Calixi will like triage them, so the most unwell people get seen first. It's meant to be like a little like stop off on the way between because in the asteroid belt it's like if you're traveling out from mars or back in towards the sun then you might need a bit of a medical assistance on the way so it's one of those things where like you get a lot of the mundane sore throats my tentacle feels weird um but you also <laughs> get the more like a star well been pulled in peri-arrest and that kind of thing does that make sense? Do you answer the question? Yeah. I see it as kind of like a motorway service station. Yes, exactly like in that. Between, yeah, which is people passing through. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. there's the very few like regular patients, which is funny given the <laughs> the last five minutes of conversation. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, and obviously like it's not a hospital. There's only two mm. doctors there and a nurse, so it's it's very small scale, but. Um, as you can see, they, they get a lot of interesting things. What cool things are hiding in Dr. Solari's fancy lab? Don't say, gully snot. Um, <laughs> will it play more of a role in future episodes? You know me too well. Um, many wondrous things. Multitudes <laughs> of contraptions, <laughs> devices, <laughs> screens. There are screens. Mice. Ooh. Mice pads. What's a mouse pad? A mice pad? Mouse pads. What's that? <laughs> a mouse pad. Oh. Do you not know what that is? <laughs> no, you literally meant like a mouse. Oh. A creature. Yeah. What, like a flat? A little pad for its sleeping. A what? Like a flat. A flat? Yeah. What's a flat? Oh, a mouse We're in one. Oh, a mouse's oh pad? Is, yeah. I thought that's what you thought. <laughs> Oh no, I knew what he meant, a mouse pad. I just thought when you said mouse pad, I was like, oh, like a flat. So then when you said, what's a flat? I thought... Just briefly to swivel back to the question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, there are lots of cool things hiding uh, in Dakari's lab contraptions, um, including, so there's a thing called the Da Vinci robot that exists. Ooh. And it's like what they use for surgery. So he has a child of Da Vinci, which was meant to be like the smaller scale, but updated better version of that for doing like minor biopsies and surgeries and things. Um, I think I'm probably misremembering, but bionic limb regenerator was mentioned yes. in, in one of the episodes. Um, and that, that does what it says on the tin, <laughs> really. Um, and then it's mentioned that there's like a fancy scanner down there. Um, Don't tell Zayla of- that. No. <laughs> she feels the rumbles of it <laughs> like marching down to put stickers everywhere <laughs> um, I like to think that the um, the funding for the lab is separate to the funding for the clinic and that's why this is allowed to happen mm-hmm. um, 
and why it looks why it's so nice and fancy down there compared to the rest of the clinic do you but, think Celeste's label maker is in there somewhere <laughs> yeah it's definitely like a bag of a cupboard <laughs> hidden it's in the vents <laughs> it's gone um yeah but yes it will play more of a role in future episodes for sure there are lots of things hiding in the lab and then is Faye open to relationships with non-human species now that she's single? Would be interesting to see where the relationship arc goes. Yes, I, I would say so. I mean, like, she spent God knows how many years learning about other, like, species of sentient beings as, like, sentient beings. I don't think... I mean, I think there might be compatibility issues with, like... Procreation. Well, oh. yeah, I was even going to go there, but oh like, my god, sorry, no, no I was no. just thinking about how, how, like, you know, how like mules can't have. Do you know what I mean? What? <laughs> <laughs> Finish that. <laughs> Do you know how like mules can't yeah. because it's two d- different yeah, species, yeah. but it's worked. That's where my head like. Yeah, you wouldn't, I... you wouldn't want to be like a mule. What, mules can't walk, they can't have babies. No. no. Really? Yeah, because they're made from a donkey and something else. <laughs> a, horse. a horse. I think what Chris is saying is that he thinks Faye only wants a non human alien as long as they're not barren. <laughs> 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 Are you going on record? Is that what you're saying? No, I no. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, um, I. I, I I don't think that's an issue. In fact, actually, in in the end of episode three, Faye gets a little bit flustered about the other doctor that, um, which while she's still in a relationship, I'm just pointing that out. Um, There's the Doctor Samoros who comes off the big cruise ship. And Faye's like, oh, she had a really pretty laugh. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So yeah, I think definitely, almost definitely is open for... She's single and she's ready to mingle. Yeah. Once once all the letters are done and she's peeled <laughs> all the stickers off everywhere. <laughs> Where's she gonna find time? That's a good question, isn't it? Because like it's it's really problematic if it's someone that comes to the clinic. Well yeah, it can't be a patient. Well yeah. <laughs> but could it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ethical dilemma. I don't know. There's different rules in the asteroid belt. It's true. Yeah. Cowboy doctors. <laughs> God, imagine. Be like, don't come back as a patient. But we have a lovely greenhouse if you want to spend some time with me. <laughs> oh, gosh. Maybe not. And then there is a question that we missed on earlier. How did you decide on which bleeps to use for sec? Um, so... I have listened to so many bleeps on freesound.org. I have listened to <laughs> nearly all of the beeps in existence. <laughs> no, that's right. There are so many beeps. I'm like absolute kudos to the people who put stuff on there because it's free and wonderful and very much appreciated. But um, I ended up making my own. Um, I knew that I wanted like uh, a low pitched beep for like when he's saying no um, and like a, a higher pitched beep for yes. And then like a hmm? kind of going up at the end kind of beep for, for like a question and very much at the start I was like okay I should have like a beep for when he's actually listening as Faye's dictating but then Faye goes off on tangents so often it would it would have just been an absolute nightmare for me to like be like okay so at which point has he actually started dictating again because like mm. she really is all over the place 
And then I was also thinking of having a beep for um, like a laugh, like when he's <laughs> laughing, which I think would have been cute. But again, like wouldn't have been as obvious to the listener when they first heard it. <laughs> just be like, what's that sound? <laughs> yeah, so I kind of like powered it down to just those three beeps. And yeah, I went on GarageBand and just pressed my silly little buttons until I was happy with, <laughs> with, with how they sounded. Um, yeah, I'm going to be absolutely screwed if uh, I lose those files because they don't exist anywhere. They are backed up. That's good. Um but yeah, they don't exist. And for the typing, uh, that was a sound effect from from someone on freesound.org. And I, again, they have like loads of like fake typing sounds. It's kind of inspired by, has anyone seen, I'm assuming you've all seen Alien. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's my, it's my favorite film. Um, <laughs> the start of it, when it's like, comes up with the log while everyone's still asleep and it's like, yeah. Yeah, that's, I know what you mean. That's what kind of inspired it. Um, yeah. Who is the most fun slash interesting character to write? Ooh. Sick. Sick. <laughs> I like the bit Season where I Season one prof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like the bit where I say sec typing. <laughs> um, I think for different reasons, everyone's quite interesting to write. Faye's fun to write because she gets to be passionate and, and enthusiastic about all the medicine and the biology and the cool things. Riley's fun to write because I love thinking up the silly, the silly things, silly, silly things that he says. Um, and it's fun to make you say them. Um, Especially gully snort. And so, yeah, the gully snort, the like, slap me on the arse and send me up Olympus. Like, <laughs> that's all very fun. Um, and it is just fun to have a character who's so, like, has such a presence. Mm. Um, yeah. And then Zayla's fun to write as well because it's like, how much of a bitch can she be <laughs> while still being professional? Like, mm. it's very much like a, I think it's like the polar opposite to Ryu where there's like subtlety with Zaylist that just isn't, isn't there. <laughs> um, but it's, it is fun and, and thinking a lot about what we're going to learn more in season two about Zaylist's background and how that's like affected the way she behaves is very fun. And then um, I'm going to have a lot of fun writing Prof's stuff, um, especially now I've heard what you sound like as you say it. Yeah, that I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And one of the so we've got three bonus episodes written and recorded, and I think the one with you three in it mm. is is a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> that was really fun to write. I had to stop <laughs> to stop myself. I was like, this, this has got to end. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was yeah. They're all fun. I don't. Who's the most fun? Ryan. Probably. But will that change? P- possibly. Mm. Possibly not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, if I had to pick, probably Ray. And then Ruby, can you tell us more about the process of composing the backing music for the episodes? I can try. Um, Wow, well, it was definitely a process. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> we learned a lot of things along the way. So, originally, I think the first episode that I wrote the music for was the Star Whale episode. And mm-hmm. the way that we did that was me and you had a conversation about what kind of mood we wanted for different mm. sections of the episode. So, I remember we had some words like hopeful and like. Yes stressful yes. things like that um so I kind of went away and composed 
some music that sounded like whales. I actually found, I use a website called Spitfire Audio, which is free, like audio plugins basically. Um, and I just wrote it on GarageBand, but I found one that was sampling real whale sounds. Mm. So I kind of used that as my inspiration for that music. But I just kind of wrote like a, a random amount of music, like, <laughs> yeah. and then we just tried to kind of fit it in to different sections, which we realized was not maybe the best way to go about doing it because mm. yeah, it just didn't quite match up with the dialogue. Mm-hmm. And then the next episode that I wrote music for was the fifth episode and the way that we did that was much more intuitive Mm. we decided to do it we edited all of the dialogue together and then I received that file and I could kind of score the music alongside the dialogue so Mm. I could hear where there were pauses and moments that I could kind of embellish the music and and add and and, and I did I tried (laughs) Um, but that was I enjoyed that process a lot more because I could kind of hear it coming together as I wrote it whereas with the first one it just felt like vague background music almost. Um, yeah, so I think in future, I'm really looking forward to doing some more music. Um, but definitely, we've learned a lot along the way. <laughs> oh God. I did the rest of the backing music, but my process was very much like the first one where I just go on GarageBand and be like, press some chords. And then like, sometimes I got very lucky and I'd put it into the file and it'd be the perfect length. And then as I was listening through to it, like stuff, the background music would change as there was a change in the... Um, story that was been told and I was just like oh my god that's worked so well but it, it wasn't it wasn't like it was pure chance um and we've had some very sweet things said about the music um particularly the music for episode five which I agree is phenomenal um Thanks. but uh just in general people seem to like it but a lot of it is unfortunately fluke yeah another fun thing <laughs> Is that self-depreciating? I don't know. It's okay. With episode five, what's the name of the the patient? What's, I can't remember. Oh, Chris. No, that's episode one. Oops. Durutu. Durutu. So, because there was, there was kind of this thing in the dialogue about them, like, singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was so fun to try and, like, find an appropriate sound. So the sound I ended up using was actually a helicopter which is very weird it was helicopter propellers and then I like harmonized them together to make the kind of like weird melancholy wow. whale um but yeah it was that it, it's so it's so fun when you're trying to voice like an alien species because you you get to choose what they sound like basically yeah and that was really really fun to try and sample different sounds for that and I also have to thank Ruby for making the intro music sound good because I initially wrote it and was like, oh my God, I don't really like it. I think it's okay. Send it to Ruby. And then she put in some like, what's it even called? Counter melodies and like harmony. And she sent it back and I was like, oh my gosh, she's only gone and bloody done it. Like it sounds so much better. Um, yeah, so thanks Ruby. That's all right. How do you come up with the intricate characteristics of the different species featured in the podcast? Where do you get the inspiration from for things such as the star maps on cerasaurs? How do you come up with such fitting names for the species? Whew, I don't know, really. Um, I, when I first started, I was like, okay, if I'm planning on doing this properly, I'm going to need a lot of patience. So I actually made a spreadsheet of things that can go wrong in a body <laughs> and then like imaginary alien species but it was like so vague it was like insect or like um like mammal and there was one that was like gray man 
Um, like little grey alien men. Um, <laughs> human. Did that on make there? it into the show? No. So the the one that uh, episode thirteen, I think it is. No, twelve with the dinosaur-y type. Um, yeah. Teenager who's like obsessed with social media was initially going to be like uh, one of the little grey men um, <gasps> with like. It, like similar cosmetic issues okay. um but yeah that got scrapped i don't know why um yeah so that's that's where and then i kind of like did a random number generator and paired them together so i was like okay i've got an insect species with hormone issues and that's where flea came from oh. um yeah and then it's really just like whatever pops into my head um for star maps i can't remember where that came from i think so I thought I was really funny having a pilot in the pilot episode. Um, and then, <laughs> so I just thought, like, I think I'm funny. Um, that is funny. <laughs> but I think it was, it, it, yeah, it must have been part of the process of thinking, like, okay, well, what? how could this be cooler? And I will say that we, we've already given away that Sarasol's coming back. Um, there will be more. There will be more star maps. They will be relevant. Um, and the fit, the naming... Um, that's a lot of Googling, a lot of like, um, in fact, the naming is one of the things I find the hardest and also hate the most because as like a white person in the UK, I've been leaning a lot on like the Latin terms for things and it's a bit basic. Uh, I would prefer not to do that. Um, but so far it's worked. So like anthophiloid is somehow related to like the bees family like genus name in latin and um so like rana uh the narita pod again is like i think rana's latin for frog cerasaur is like it's meant to be a big lizard thing from Ceres, so <laughs> that's where Ceresaurus come from. I'm stripping the magic away from this. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm gonna start before before everyone's like oh <laughs> she's a fraud this is rubbish um yeah that's uh that's that's how that's come come about um and then we have a question about what would be your advice regarding recording and mixing for someone with no experience who's thinking of making a podcast free skillshare trials trial and error and um accept that it's probably not going to sound like the podcast that you're listening to I think that's very solid advice yeah i think a lot of it is like acceptance of how how bad are you willing willing for it to sound at the start before you get the practice like it, it was only when i was like editing like episode 12 or something that i was like felt like i found my groove in mm. terms of like editing so one of the big pieces of advice that i saw when i was starting was that like a lot of it is before you even record so like making sure that your room is as soundproof as possible making sure that you're not going to be disturbed and like using the best microphone and obviously we were all recording in different places I was the only one who had a mic um so that you know there are extra challenges in in the fact that like everyone had very different background sounds and recording qualities for which is something that a professional uh sound designer probably wouldn't struggle with but mm. little old me found it very, very challenging indeed and I'm very lucky that um you know like people in audio drama are very supportive um and have have reached out unasked to offer advice and support and um, that's been really lovely uh, I'm very grateful but yeah I think 
as as someone who's who who's absolutely a professional. Um, and there's lots of discords. <laughs> you know, there's lots of discords. Um, there are ones like the Pack Owl Discord and things where there are actual sound designers in there offering free advice and sharing tips and plugins and all sorts, which is really really kind of them. So yeah, I would just say get involved and ask experienced people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the last question is: Are you a doctor or med student? The patient reports are written like you really know what you're talking about. Um, for legal reasons, we cannot confirm or deny. But Cayman and I are both STEM girlies and there is input from someone who knows what they're talking about. Um, I hope that doesn't ruin the magic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah. And then we're ending on some lovely compliments. Um, So people have written, loved this first season. I'm looking forward to season two. Thanks. Thank you. Um, Someone's very sweetly written, uh, The Vesta Clinic is genuinely one of my favourite podcasts and I get so delighted to see each new update. And then they put two exclamation marks because they really mean it. Um, Well done and congratulations on making such an amazing show. I'm always taken aback by the creativity in the different alien biologies, which is really sweet. And then the last one, I think is uh, I've been following your show since release and have enjoyed every episode a great deal. Thank you for all your time and creating and sharing these stories. I hope you are well. Thank you, friend. I hope you are well too. I hope you're very, very well and you never need to go to the Vesta Clinic. And then the actual last one is uh, loving the show so far. Amazing to see how far it's come and can't wait for even more fantastic stories and episodes to come. So proud of you, love heart. And I will say, I know who this is from. Um, And this person was actually... The very first person to ever hear the pilot episode in its raw, (laughs) horrific, no music, just me and a microphone format. Um, And he's been absolutely invaluable with his support, I would say. Yeah, that's so nice. I would like to wrap up just by saying a huge, huge thanks again to everyone who submitted questions. And also a huge thanks to our patreon supporters i'm going to read out their names because we're very grateful and you deserve a, a shout out so that's sue tiny tony maloney which i knew it was going to be a challenge to say and it was daniel gore emily becketeria and jessica burson thank you so so much um really really hope that you've enjoyed the bonus stuff um that we've put out that's 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 us done <laughs> Ooh. this has been so much fun and i can't fun, wait to do it again for season two yeah yeah so we'll we'll be releasing this you're, you're hearing it so you know that we released it. <laughs> <laughs> so smart um <laughs> does anyone want to ask me if i'm a doctor again yeah. um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um yes we've also got three bonus episodes um to come up and um a blooper reel that's in the works and i have to say probably from a biased point of view is very funny um Cayman really does not hold back um, when he's recording once that recording button is pressed whatever happens after that is is fair game for everyone apparently um but yeah thanks for listening anyone got any last words just thank you to everyone for listening for all your nice comments and yeah our patrons especially but yeah we're just so grateful for everyone that gives us the time of day because there are so many podcasts out there and yeah we're just really delighted that you choose to listen to ours me too (laughs) 
you're all legends. You're all getting gullies, not in the, in the post. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thank you. See you. Bye. Bye. Thank you.